Hi, welcome to The Run. We're going to work on our second episode here. This is one of your hosts, Clayton Tillery. I'm sitting here with... Coach Zach Tyler. Coach Scott Griffith. That's right, folks. We have Coach Griffith with us this week. We finally reined him in. We uh, are just getting back from the retreat. We decided to sit down and go ahead and get this going right away while everything's fresh in our minds. Before we get started here, I want to cover a couple business items. Uh, all of our social media, our website, uh, www.wfhstf.com is our website. Um, if you noticed this morning, uh, we did some periscoping from our uh, retreat. We hope you guys enjoyed that. That was uh, out there via our Twitter account, which is at WFHSCC. Hey, one of the things real quick we're going to talk about and we introduced last night, and I'm going to ask Coach Griffith to step in and talk about this, or Scott, we're going to go by our first names on this program, is our hashtag for this year. Hashtag bring it. Scott, why don't you talk a little bit about uh, what that entails for everyone? Yes, yeah, uh, sure, Clayton. So we introduced this to the team last night. Uh, and really sort of an inspiration for them to bring a great attitude and a great effort to everything that they're doing in their life these days as young people. So it applies for sure to running, but into their schoolwork and everything else, because we believe that anybody who brings a super attitude and a really great effort is going to be um, super successful. And then the second thing that we sort of felt, felt like is that we wanted to encourage our kids to be on the offense this year that we've got a really talented team, and that if they believe that they're good, that uh, that's going to go a long way. So if you're posting things to Twitter or Instagram, which we're going to talk about our Instagram account here, um, use hashtag bring it. Uh, that way everybody kind of look those up. Uh, speaking of our Instagram, at WFHSXC, we posted some pictures in there. Zach was able to take some pictures this morning when the kids were coming down. To warm up there's a couple videos in there um, we're going to try to get a little bit better about posting in there uh, Zach appreciate you throwing some pictures in there that oh, worked yeah. out well um, also our remind if you're not in remind text to the number 81010 that is the remind number text the message at k6h7a that way you get in their mind you get the information last thing I want to talk about is our email for the podcast, wfhspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you have suggestions, you got questions, uh, we'd love to do a little rapid-fire questions with one of us sitting around. Um, we're going to have some guests from time to time. But uh, wfhspodcast at gmail.com. Shoot something to that email address. We're open to suggestions. Hopefully... You know, this is going to get a little bit better each week as we do it. So, uh, hey, we're going to jump right into the nuts and bolts of tonight's podcast this week. We're getting ready for our first meet. We are finally have that time trial under our belt. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that in a little bit. But first, Scott, I want you to talk about a little recap of the retreat and kind of how things went and what we did and, and what was going on. And, and don't forget our friend, the Big Brown Bear. <laughs> the big brown bear was absolutely the highlight of the first day. We have kind of two objectives when we do these overnight retreats with the team. Number one, it's a really great chance for people to get out of school, get together, and get a little bit of team bonding going on. 
And then the second day is the time trial. That's the really big deal. So opening up on the first day, long bus drive up to uh, the Unicoi Lodge where we stayed, which is a really great facility up in the mountains. Kids went down to a field where the race is. And so for those of you who've been to that Unicoi race before, those of you who have uh, kids that ran in junior races down there, big field. And the kids ran around and played like maniacs. I'm not sure it was the best thing in terms of getting prepared for a race. Wait a minute. Wait, I'm going to stop you right there because Coach Tyler and I rode the bus down. Zach and I did to put out all the equipment. And I think the biggest kid that got going right away in that field <laughs> was Zach. Uh, he was playing with the football. He was throwing the Frisbees. He's like, hey, throw the wiffle ball, throw the wiffle ball. He was trying to hit the school bus as it rolled off. <laughs> Coach Tyler's got a really good arm. If you ever want to play football, he can absolutely wing it. Hey, this was my first retreat with West Forsyth, and it kind of brings me back to just high school days. And let me tell you, it, it, was, a, it was a blast. And I, it kind of brought me back to when I was running in high school and kind of wish I was back in high school running as well. <laughs> no doubt. So um, then we packed up the kids, went back up to the lodge, and we're preparing for a little bit of time to, uh, for the coaches to communicate some information to them, things that we thought were important for the season. And while we were um, – Getting the kids rallied up, and you guys were cleaning up down in the field. You encountered our friend, the big black bear. The the, the big black bear. We're we're riding through the field, picking up some of the last few things, Coach Jordan and I. And I look up, and there is, I, I don't know, I don't want to over exaggerate, but a four foot black bear, just walking down the tree line, and uh, in person, largest black bear I've ever seen in my life. I've seen some uh, up in Asheville, North Carolina, when I'm at running camp. But uh, how far away was the bear, Clayton? Uh, we got within about thirty yards of it one time, and it was not too scared of us. I was, uh, let's just say, I had a healthy respect of the bear. Uh, but we got some good pictures. Uh, I'll probably, I'll, I'll try to get the video from uh, Coach Jordan to put out on our Instagram. But uh, I had a good time sniffing around in our table. Uh, I, I'm just gonna throw it out there. My wife threw some some pizza crust in the woods, <laughs> and I think it, it had a good time. It enjoyed eating those. But uh, I, I'm pretty certain if that bear stood up on its hind legs, it was it was definitely taller than I was. So the lady at the lodge told us that there had been a bear that um, had figured out a way to press the button to let itself into the lodge, too. Yeah. Uh, somehow this... Bears are smart, man. Bear, bears are smart. <clears throat> So, uh, so yeah, so let's move on to what we got going on with the rest of the stuff. Yeah, so um, we went into the room and spent a little time with the kids, covered a couple of things. One I thought was important for our athletes to remember. Uh, we had them do sort of a self-assessment on four or five qualities that we felt like were really important for them to want to try to master as runners. Had them do a self-assessment and then... Uh, try to identify something that they really wanted to work on specifically to improve this hey, I know you I know you talked about six of those. Why don't you highlight a couple of those? Uh, and, and athletes, please remember, fill this out. This is something for you, something we want you to work on. Uh, you know, I talked late in the presentation about responsibility to each other and, and our purpose and our direction. You all are going to drive that, and these goals are going to help align that. So... Talk to us a little bit about what each of those segments were. Yeah, I'll just hit hit the high spot. So the first one was really all about just the blocking and tackling of running, being consistent, um, being able to stay healthy, 
um, training really smart and bringing your best self to practice. Um, the second segment we talked about was just being really good mentally. Can you be focused, confident? Are you resilient? We talked about, hey, you're going to have good days and bad days, and you can't let your bad days define you, and you want to maintain sort of a positive uh, attitude. And that was a really big part of the night, talking I, I, about being positive. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we are as physically talented as any other team out there. I honestly believe that. I think all the coaches believe that. And uh, if we work and hone that mental fitness as you have it on the paper, um, I know Zach – Back in the day when, when I was coaching you, you guys had that down pat. That is such it, – it's almost a bigger part than a physical part, to be honest. It, it is. is. It's much – I think it's much bigger. Much bigger. And I, and I think, too, after this weekend, watching that morning before the race started, um, I think – I mean, their attitudes, they were completely positive. Absolutely. And, and very encouraging to – I mean, us as coaches to be able to see that and – no, I mean, you know, there's a couple that were probably a little nervous. Hopefully, most of them are nervous. But you they, know, nervous means you they, care. They, though. That's not such yeah, a bad thing. They definitely cared, and they definitely were positive. And um, I believe that when I looked at it, they weren't there for themselves, and and and, and because of that positive attitude, just kind of went around the team really quick. Uh, so the other thing we talked about, and this is something you can help us with, parents, is you know the the two hours a day that we have them at practice is really important. But what happens in the 22 other hours in the day when they're not at practice is as important to what they're going to be able to achieve athletically. So, and we, we hit them over and over and over this thing. Sleep, eat right, hydration, make sure you talk to your coaches if you're starting to have some kind of small injuries that are bothering you. Those kinds of things are a really big deal for us. Absolutely. So uh, we touched on that. We talked about the retreat. We moved into this morning, and uh, really and truly, we went over last night with them what a race morning plan should look like. What the time breakdown was, each athlete got a piece of paper, and kind of our game plan behind this, and Zach, you can back me up on this, was we wanted to give them the information, and then we wanted to see, hey, what happens? Let's turn them loose. We divide it into six teams. We have six captains. Let's let them lead them. Let's figure out where the mistakes are, where we failed on the instructions as coaches, where maybe athletes could work on an area to be better teammate-wise or maybe individually. Um, but we really just wanted to give them a, a chance to kind of make some mistakes. Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, we were sitting here talking before, you know, we're just really in prep of this episode. And um, Coach Scott, you know, you mentioned that we there's 80 – just over 80 kids and it was absolutely just flawless pretty much with with them getting prepared and this morning not us having to talk to them or tell them to do anything and I really think that that goes a long way with just our captains and who they are and uh, you know every year we pick captains and this being my first year you know it's like you, I don't know most of these kids and I'm really getting to know them especially after this weekend um, being able to see those captains at work, I mean, they, they, they fulfilled their, their duties. Well, you know, that's a delicate situation. And, and Scott and I go back and forth on this from a year-to-year -year basis. You want to choose captains that are right for the chemistry of kid that you have. Um, you, you just hope that you go in the right direction with it. And sometimes you have to make adjustments. But 
And they were completely spot on. And it was funny. Oh, they were on. We, yeah. We mentioned good. that uh, after the entire retreat was over, Joseph Sexton, one of our captains, came up to us and said, hey, coaches, we thank you for everything that you do because we know that it can be stressful when you're trying to manage a large group like this. And we told him, we said, honestly, there was really no stress involved because, number one, the kids were great. They did what they were supposed to do. They had great attitudes. And I think, again, that, that shows a lot of leadership that we had with the captains on the team to be able to help us uh, make a great team and make it stress-free. And, and this early in the season, it, all it's going to do is make – the whole season get better and better and better each week. Hey, let's talk about one thing here real quick. Three people we definitely got to thank for this retreat. Uh, Paige Rouse, Teresa Licati, Fran Erickson. Everything was set up. Picture perfect. We showed up on time. Also, thanks to my wife, Michaela Tillery, showing up early with the pizza. Having the little details taken care of by those ladies made it what it was. Kids didn't get hungry. They were fed on time. They had a good time in the field. We were able to get the course set up. So we're going to move right into talking uh, about the TT today. Uh, that's where we're at. Uh, first off, we did have to change the course just a little bit. One of the areas that they normally keep cut in the backfield, we, I tried to forge my way through here, and I'm six foot four, and that grass was over the tops of my knees, and it was just unrunnable. So we made some slight adjustments. There was an extra loop out in the field. Um, what was your guys' thoughts on the course today? Well, I mean, from my perspective, I mean, I got to see it. I ran the course right before. Um, great course. I really liked the fact that we got to kind of warm the bodies up right before we uh, get the heart rate up, get them in motion right before that hill. And then we still had a little bit of left um, after the hill to kind of get that momentum back. Well, this year, too, the mile marker was probably a third of the way up the hill. Yep. So um, I personally thought, what's your thoughts on the grass and, and how wet it was, Scott? Yeah, I mean, I think it ran like an honest cross-country course because the footing is not perfect. You're running in big, soggy, wet grass. You're not sure where every step is going to go. So um, compared to some of the courses we're going to be at later in the season, like Bowling Park, where you're running on Duh. Basically, a speedway racetrack. It, it's nice and night and day. Yeah, you know, one of the things too that I think, in my mind, and I look at courses technically as a coach and as an athlete, uh, I think the course was tougher this year personally because of where the hill came at in the course. You were up on the hill. I know our sports aerobic by nature. There are some anaerobic uh, moments in our race. But when you get on a hill that long, you really have to adjust pace and you really have to know what you're doing. And you were already at the mile mark at that point, halfway through the race. So the, the idea of being all in after halfway, I think the kids did a good job. You know, Zach, you, you talked about the kids look totally different on the hill than they look to us out on the field. They did. They did. I mean, they, we, we also, it's again, the beginning of the season. So we are not necessarily, we don't need to be there yet. No, uh, and, no, and we do not. So them hitting it, it was really good to see them. I mean, they, they found out what suffering looks like a little bit, which is good because, you know, uh, especially in this weekend, being able to do it with company that, that you, you love. <laughs> yeah. um, so it made it a little easier. But they, they did a great job coming over that hill. So let's move in and talk a little bit about the time trial. Zach, I think you've got uh, some stats over there on one to seven gaps 
I know last year yes. our one to seven gaps were both uh, of them were actually the same last year at sixty-two seconds. Sixty-two seconds for each group, guys and, and girls. We talk about that. We talk about our one to seven, seven runners being our true varsity. So sixty-two seconds. What what do we got this year? This is going to blow y'all's mind, by the way, um, and just just how much better we are this year. Uh, so our men's. Um, I, I'll start out with our our one to five. Is thirty-three seconds. Wow. 33-second gap between our first and fifth guy. Um, and then I'll go to the, the – and that that's – and I'll say after this, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go to the one through seven. One through seven was at 40 seconds. And then our one through ten at 56. Folks, those of you that are not around a lot of cross country and haven't been to a lot of meets and don't understand the scoring of it, the tighter and, – and Scott can speak to this – the tighter we get that number – the better off we are. Absolutely. I and mean, there are a lot of cross-country teams that just sort of thrive on the idea of this wolf pack concept that if you can get people running as closely together, um, not only does it drive your team store down, which is what we're looking for, but there's, there's some power in being close to your teammates because you train with them every day, and then all of a sudden on game day, it's like, all right, I can do it because he can do it, and we do it every day in practice together. Exactly. And one of the things I want to lay out there, too, on the guy's side – Last year, we had seven guys run 13.01 or better. Today, 18 guys on our team ran 13.01 or better. And we're going to talk about a couple of individuals here in a few minutes that just had these monster gains of percentages. And the average for most of our top guys was double digits, which is unheard of. So tell us about the girls here, Zach. So the girls' side, again, last year, 62 um, I will say this year, our one through seven was 62 again, but that is not including Mallory or Rachel. Well, you also, we missed Reagan Wells today, who we all, was yeah. eighth, eighth on our team last year at area. So three girls had a chance that did or had a chance to step on the course at the state meet last year. Uh, you know, you, you talk about that. Last year, six girls, 15, 30 or better, at our team time trial. Today, 10. You add those three in, 13. We're, over, we're doubling the number of girls that can run that. And, and we're also looking from, from 62 seconds to around the same as the guys' top, top five, top seven, between 35, 33 seconds to 40. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's talk about a couple of people that we thought were like, if you watched the pairs, a couple of people who we thought really overachieved today, uh, first off, I'd give our team time trial 9 out of 10 today. Um, you're never going to be perfect. so It's hard to get that 10 out of 10, but as a coach, I was extremely pleased. Uh, if you watched our Periscope, I, I threw out a sleeper pick. Someone I've been watching this summer, someone I've seen do a couple workouts lately, uh, Brian Bell. He finished ninth today, but listen to these numbers. Two minutes and 54 seconds faster than he was last year. 19% improved. That is astronomical. You're not going to see that. It's uh, it's very unusual. Very unusual. But I got to say, the winner on the sleeper pick, I talked to him uh, before that. This guy thought for a long time he's a 400-meter guy. He's going to be an 800-meter guy. He's going to be the 800-meter guy. Uh, Steven Graffius bringing it home eighth today. So 
couple shout outs on the guy side there. Um, what do you guys got? What, what are you guys thinking that you saw today that impressed you on the guy's side? Well, I, I don't think we can talk about the guy's side without um, a shout out to the two new super freshmen that we brought in to the program this year. Yes, indeed. So Trent Bell and Joey Voss were third and fourth today. Um, and that's an incredible anomaly as well. Typically in high school cross country, uh, freshmen don't make big contributions to varsity squads. They usually have to grow and mature over a couple of years before they can run up with the big boys. But we've got a couple of guys that are super special this year. And uh, it's very rare when you would see two guys in your top five that are freshmen. Little background, just for those of you that don't know about these two gentlemen, second and fourth at the middle school state meet this last year. Yes, we got two of the four best middle school milers, all class in the state of Georgia, in one class, one freshman class. So they are a bit of an anomaly. You're talking about two guys who's run low 440s and a guy who's run 450. And I know the guy that ran 450 ran 65 on the last lap that day. That's some wheels, man. That's that's rolling. That's, uh, that's going to be good. So, you know, some of you other guys who are freshmen, you roll in, you're like, man, these two guys are out there. Understand, these two guys have gift. It's, it's very rare that you walk in right away and that you're going to be able to do that. Hey, little background here, and Zach just reminded me of this, and we're going to do a podcast with this guy before long. John Green. Coach, tell us the John Green story real quick about middle school. Well, John was not the most talented middle school runner we've ever had. He, I think he ran about 5.30, which, 530. Is, which is, you know, it's, it's not, it's absolutely respectable. I ran 5.30 in middle school, and I thought I was king of the world. But, but, but it's not 440, right? And, That's uh, a long ways from 440. Or 450, for that yep. matter. And then he, uh, he thought he was a football player at, when he came into West, so he played football for his freshman year. He missed cross country, came out for the track season, and as a freshman, 530 again, no improvement. But again, he hadn't made that you know, year-round commitment to be a runner, so he spent an entire fall season playing football instead of training for distance. And then he grew up. And turned out to be, you know, the best male runner that we've ever had. He holds all our school records, mile, two mile, 5K cross country. Currently running D1 up at Lipscomb and uh, super fast kid. He still holds the best double of any athlete I've coached. Sorry, Zach. Yeah. Zach, Zach was a sub-16 minute guy, 5K guy in high school, by the way. Cross country, so he, he was good. He was good. Um, John Green. I believe it was, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, Scott, 9.22 and 4.23 yep. within eight hours of each other on the track. That's insane. And hey, he had to run that to qualify that day. Yep. Like, that was an insanely good day. But, uh, yeah, that gives you guys some perspective there uh, of what people can do. And I want to move over real quick to the girls. My girls run of the day, Ashley Hannigan. Ashley Hannigan. Uh, 15.44 last year. Hurts her knee last fall, gets knee surgery, rehabs all spring, does the right things. And that's the most important thing, folks. You ever get hurt, listen to the doctor, do the right things, pay attention to the small things. 14.35 today, a minute and nine seconds quicker than last year. And our number five girl on the day, Ashley, you're, 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 you're Clayton's girls run of the day let's put it that way 
Uh, yeah, okay, so uh, my shout-out, because Coach Tillery's going to be hesitant to do it, is his daughter, Haley, who led our girls' squad. She has been training really, really, really hard. She's energetic, ready to go, probably as healthy as she has ever been since she started uh, running. Uh, led our squad today, ran super fast, and uh, we're looking for big things for her this year. Yeah, and, and uh, I got I got a few girls to, to give a shout out to, because um, unfortunately these girls weren't able to run with us this morning, uh, but they had the most amazing attitudes and would stand by and encourage and cheer their teammates on the whole time, and if it, I mean I, they're, they're they're just as much as part of this race as any of the, anybody else that's racing. Um, I think it's great to come out there and, and see your teammates and see your friends that you're close to cheer them on. We talked about it last night. Attitude and effort, and they brought it. So who you got there, Zach? I got Kelsey, Emma, Mallory, and Hannah. Those girls went out there, did not once complain or, or anything. They just, you know, they sit there, ask what they can do to help, and they're standing right next to their teammates just – giving them encouragement, maybe give them some advice, because some of these girls are, are, are veterans. I mean, Mallory is one of the captains, and she was one of, leading one of the teams. Absolutely. Hey, as, far, as long as we're in the area of ICUs here, a couple people I want to talk about. Paul Griffin. This guy was like our hero during track season, right? Yep. He, was, he was a coach's dream. Kid works hard, starts achieving, starts mentally getting it, and, you know, he goes 12-16 for 10th a day. Last year that guy ran – 1537 for 36. 21% improvement. Folks, you're not going to see improvements like that. That's just a young man who's starting to mature a little bit, works hard, improves his mental game. We're pretty proud of that. But but Zach, I think you got you got a story about the Griffin boys. Yeah, the Griffin boys. So I have Ben. Ben Griffin. This shout, shout out to Ben. Ben's, yeah, Ben's like, getting after it. Ben. We're really he's, proud of you. You work hard. You don't complain. But we're really proud of one he's of proven. The, ba the basic skills that you need in running. <laughs> he's proven to us that he's a, he's a true sport, true athlete, true runner. Potentially the single most important skill that you need as a runner, from like a beginning runner to a professional. What's that, Coach? The, the snot rocket. <laughs> the, the snot rocket. It's the snot rocket. <laughs> he was running up that hill. And I looked at him, and I was kind of, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of like, are you okay, Ben? And he's like, yeah, man, just got a lot of snot. Just got a lot of snot. Pulls over to the side of the course, just did his thing. And next thing you know, I looked at him, new man. New man. I mean, this is like the very tip. You still, he still had 15, 20 yards to the top of the hill, and he just crushed it. And I know if he looked that good going up there, he looked that much better coming into that finish. Battling uh, Griffin boys. Ben, we're proud of you, buddy. That is that is, if you don't know how to do that, you need to learn to do that because that is a basic skill of distant running. Hey, two girls, real quick, I want to talk about Eliza Lucas, Elise Arias, Eliza last year, twenty fifty two today, nineteen thirteen. That's a good improvement. Keep working hard. We see how hard you're working. Make it happen. Elise Arias, twenty four oh seven to twenty two oh seven. That's what we're looking for. Positive attitudes, good efforts, improving. Anybody else got any more ICUs? Uh, so not from the race day, but I think one shout-out is uh, two. actually two things. So number one, when all of our boys were getting off the bus today to go to the Dairy Queen, 
probably 75% of them said thank you to the bus driver, unprompted by us. So I, I was super proud of these young men Perfect for being kind of grateful and being able to communicate like that with people who are investing and helping them in their lives. That makes you feel as good as a coach as you know kids who run fast, for sure. Yes. Definitely. Hey, uh, so we're going to talk real quick about our weekly schedule. We're closing in on the end of our podcast here. Um, on Monday morning, we're going to start at Sawney Mountain Park. Please be there ready to go at 6 a.m. We will have a bus to take people who cannot drive from there to west. On Tuesday, we're going to go ahead and go at 6.30 again in the morning. We tried running in the afternoon last week. Until Labor Day, we've kind of made a decision. We're just going to keep this a morning thing. Uh, it helps with the safety of our athletes, and we get better quality workouts. So, And that's what we're looking for. Um, so we're 6.30 on Tuesday morning at WFHS. On Wednesday, we will be 6.30 a, excuse me, 6 a.m. at Fowler Park. Again, we'll have a bus that'll roll us from there to the high school. Thursday, guys, 6.30 a.m. WFHS. All you ladies, you know which group you're in. We'll meet you over at uh, Midway Swim Atlanta at 6.15, and then the second group are rolling at 6.45. On Friday, 6.30 a.m., this is going to be our first uh, pre-race day, so it's real important you're there. Then Friday night at 6 p.m. at Matt Park, we're going to have our first pasta dinner of the year. Look for an email on that. And then we're going to be ready to go on Saturday morning to the Hoya Relay. We're going to touch, or excuse me, Hoya 2-Miler. Touch on this real quick, the meet schedule, first race, open boys and girls. This is boys over 14 minutes, girls over 17 and a half minutes at 7.45 a.m. And then at 8.15, girls 15 minutes to 17.29. Uh, you're gonna roll off at 8.40, boys 12.30 to 13.59. At 9.05, girls 14.59 and faster. And then boys at 9.30 are gonna be 12.29 and faster. Again, no team scores there. It's broke down by times. As Zach talked about the other day, uh, we're going to get a chance to see Brookwood. Coach, any thoughts on Brookwood? We ready. <laughs> we ready. We ready for y'all. So uh, it's going to be a big day. It'll be interesting to see hashtag what Harrison bring brings to the uh, table. Yes, hashtag bring it. Um, we're looking forward to a good week of training. Coach, you want to talk a little bit about our training this week before we close out here? Uh, we're still just working on uh, getting these kids stronger and healthier. We don't need to be on the mat uh, because it's a long season, so we're trying to keep them healthy. We're going to continue with our hard, easy program. We're going to make our hard days hard. We're going to make our easy days easy. All right, folks. Zach, any last thoughts on the week? Man, it was just a great weekend overall. I'm excited for this season. These kids have really stepped up. They've really done their stuff that they need to do over the summer. And uh, I think that this season is going to be a special one. All right, real quick again. Hashtag bring it. Our website, WFHSTrackandField.com, WFHSTF.com. Uh, our remind to make sure you get it. That's at K6H7A. Instagram, WFHSXC. And finally, any comments about this podcast, we'd love to hear them. We'd love to hear constructive criticism. We want to get better. We want to be able to communicate to you guys in a, a more timely fashion. WFHSPODCAST at gmail.com. 
That's WFHSPodcasts at gmail.com. And we appreciate you, and we'll catch you this next week.